Hey, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Thriving Thoughts Up Podcast, this season five, where we're talking about how to thrive in friendship. And today, I have a question for you. Do you know what you need out of friendship? So many times we're disappointed in friendship because we haven't first taken the time to know what our needs are. On today's episode of Thriving Thoughts, I'm going to help you answer the question, what do I need in friendship? Eric Erickson said, life doesn't make any sense without interdependence. We need each other, and the sooner we learn that, the better for us all. If you're unfamiliar with the work of Eric Erickson, he's an expert in human development, in the development of our psychological needs. And I'm sure Eric Erickson said something else about this later on in his years, but here's something that this quote doesn't address. It doesn't address what we need. I don't believe anybody would argue that they know that they need other people. I think there are some people who have been hurt so badly or betrayed so frequently um, that they might believe that they don't need other people, that if they let other people into their lives, that they are just bound to get hurt. And they're right, because as long as it's a belief that they have, that's what's going to happen. Because indeed, what we believe is what ends up being our reality. That's why we talk about changing from having a striving thought world to a thriving thought world. And one of the ways that I can help you do that in friendship, to thrive in friendship is to know, yes, number one, you need other people. That's why you have a a desire to connect with other people. That's why you feel hurt by other people, because that connection is necessary to our ability to thrive, to live a vibrant life. But how do we know what we need? Are you familiar with the five love languages. My guess is you are. It's a concept as well as an assessment that allows people to understand how they experience love. In other words, the language that love is spoken to them in. Keeping in mind that everybody has a different love language at various times in their life and with different types of relationships. So when Dr. Gary Chapman introduced this, it was specifically for marriages, for significant other relationships, for people to understand how do I experience love? And there's five languages. This is not a lesson in the five love languages, but it is a great tool for you to use to determine what your friendship language is. So the five areas, if you're unfamiliar, the five languages are words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, receiving gifts, and acts of service. This instrument has been used worldwide to get people to understand how they experience love or how they need love to be expressed to them. So for example, if your love language is words of affirmation, that means the way that you experience love is for somebody else to say, to say, to use words, to say, I love you. I care for you. Hey, you're doing a great job. It's words, literally words that encourage you. That's the way you experience love. And so if you're in a relationship and you're not hearing that, then you're going to assume that that person doesn't love you. But here is the premise of this episode. People aren't mind readers, and it's up to us to, number one, know what we need, and number two, communicate what we need. So if I don't share with you that, hey, the way I really feel loved is by words of encouragement, of affirmation, then I don't even set the other person up for success to be able to love me 
in the way that I need to be loved. Even though that assessment was originally designed for significant other relationships, it has been extrapolated and utilized in other settings like the workplace. In fact, Dr. Gary Chapman teamed up with Dr. Paul White and they have developed an assessment called the Languages of Appreciation in the Workplace. And it's the same five languages. It's just applied to working relationships. So friends, yes, you can take this assessment. You can get it for free online. You can just, you know, Google five love languages. I'll even put a link in the show notes here for you today. But you can take this assessment. It's pretty quick. And I want you in your responses to be thinking, have that relationship in mind. So if you're thinking specifically about one particular friend, maybe it's your best friend and you're thinking about that person, that relationship, answer the questions within the context of that relationship. And then that's going to reveal to you what you need from them. We all need each other. Yes. But what do we need each other for? Well, this is your opportunity to find out how do you need to be loved? What do you need from that person? So once you find that out, the second key to understanding why you need people and what you need from them is to be able to tell them what you need from them so that it increases the likelihood that they will actually give you that thing. Because see, what we've done for too long is we erringly believe that people should know something. They should know what I need. Nope. Let me just uh, set you on the straight and narrow about that one. People shouldn't know what you need because people aren't mind readers. You have a voice. This is your opportunity to use it. Do not excuse yourself from advocating for yourself by believing the lie that somebody else should know what you need. No, you've got to share it. If you need your friend to check in on you, to think of you, if you need to feel thought of, maybe you can say, hey, I would love it if you would check in with me once a week. I'd love it if you would check in with me once a day. I don't know what it, what your specific need is, but you have to be able to express the need. Now, the person may not be able to meet that need all of the time. This is why we have two or three friends who meet different needs. But it is your job to share with them what you need. And it doesn't mean that it's not sincere when they do it just because you told them what you needed. If they are doing something that you have told them that you need, that means they were listening, that means they care, and that means they want to give you what you need. So don't begrudgingly accept something that you've asked for merely because you asked for it. First things first, identify what you need. Use that assessment, the five love languages as applied to your friendship to find out. Number two, communicate what you need to your friend. Ask them to take the assessment and share with you what they need, what they need specifically from you because they know your personality too. And number three, know this, that whatever your love language, your friendship language is, what we tend to do is to give that need of our own to other people as if we were meeting their needs. So for example, if your need is quality time, you want your friend, you want to spend time with your friends. Like that's what you need from that connection. That's the reason why connection is important to you because you want to spend time with them. Maybe that's not what one of your particular friends needs, but because that's our egocentric mind that we have this lens that looks through our experiences first. If we feel like we need quality time, then we're going to make the assumption that the other person needs quality time too, when that may not be the case. So just remember, just because something is your language doesn't mean that it's your friend's language as well. It could very well be, but it might not also be. So have a conversation, tune in to your friendship on purpose. 
be intentional about saying, hey, yes, I, girl, we need each other. Yes, we do. But can we dig a little deeper? How can I be there for you? What's the language that you need from me so that you can grow, flourish and prosper so that you can thrive? Because that, after all, is why we're connecting. We connect to meet one another's needs. If we could meet all of our needs on our own, we would have no need for connection. So friends, be diligent and responsible to discover what those needs are to communicate what they are, and to have a conversation with your friend about what their needs are as well. Make your friendship stronger and do it on purpose. Thank you for tuning in to today's message on thriving in friendship. We'll see you right back here on Friday for one last message on thriving in friendship, as well as a special announcement from me for how the Thriving Thoughts podcast is changing going forward and how you can expect to benefit from that change. All right, friends, don't believe the lie that you're not supposed to tell people what you need because other people, the truth is, they're not mind readers. And if you want to get what you want, you got to ask for it. Always remember to speak truth over the lies and you'll thrive in any and every circumstance. See you next time, friends.